All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. America and happy Sunday. Wow, what a lineup we got for you today. I think we took over the Capitol for a while. We got two members of the House Intelligence Committee, a former defense secretary, a former attorney general, ah, and what the heck, a congressional candidate who was deprived his right to attend his campaign debate because of his vaccine status. Well, he got the last laugh. Yes, he lost the election, but Republican Scotty Moore of Florida just found out that he and the television station that kept him from coming to the debate violated the law. They've been fined. He's going to tell us that story. But we're going to top the show off back-to-back. Two members of the House Intelligence Committee, Chris Stewart from Utah, Congressman Austin Scott from Georgia. They're going to tell us the latest on Georgia. Then, former Secretary of the Defense, Chris Miller, will join us. He's always got some insights on Russia, Ukraine, the FBI. And then we'll also talk to former Attorney General Matt Whitaker about the state of the FBI, censorship, the Justice Department, and so much more, including those special prosecutors, one of them who decided to subpoena Vice President Mike Pence. So that is a great Sunday show. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going to get started. We'll have Chris Stewart, Congressman from Utah, member of the House Intelligence Committee, right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. 
jump into the ring here, you're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. He is Congressman Chris Stewart from the great state of Utah, and he joins us right now. Congressman, great to have you on the show. It's an honor. Thank you both. Yeah, it's an honor for us as well. I want to start with a story that no matter where I go in the last couple of weeks, everybody seems to want to talk about it. The China balloon, uh, the spy balloon, we seem to be getting a more clear picture, uh, apparently transversed several countries. We didn't detect some earlier ones. What's the latest and what's your assessment of what we should learn from this moment? Well, I think there's a couple things uh and you know some of the of course some of the most interesting parts of this uh, unfortunately are, are, are classified but we can i think talk about the core of it and the first thing is this china deliberately and the timing of this is so interesting they deliberately and timed it so that they would have this very provocative action there's no question they knew we would detect this balloon they knew that it was going to tra- transverse the entire continental United States. And they timed it to occur when Secretary Blinken was going to be in China. That wasn't a coincidence. I would imagine that President Xi, uh, and if not him, certainly his inner circle, uh, made that decision. And I would argue that President Xi made that decision. And they did it again to kind of poke us in the eye. Yeah, your Secretary of State is here in China visiting us while we're sending a very sensitive intelligence balloon that's going to loiter over some of of your ICBM field and then kind of make its way leisurely across the rest of the country. I think that's probably the most important takeaway. And I think the second thing, John, I would say is our policy should be very clear on this now. We know that it's happened. We know that it's happened in the past. And we should make it very clear to China that we'll shoot these balloons down. We will destroy them before they enter our 
airspace before they are able to collect the sensitive intelligence. And very clearly, this balloon was able to do for nearly four days as it made its way across our country. Absolutely. And and I know that you and, and other members of Congress are uh, set on sending that message to China. My concern is, John and I talked about a poll the last few days, that 60 percent of Americans think that this, uh, this situation, this debacle, makes President Biden look weak on the world stage. What does President Biden need to do to revert back? I mean, I don't know if he can if he can get back to even default mode, uh, back to even ground. But how does he try to ameliorate the situation from here on out? Well, I think there's some things he can do. But before we talk about that, I mean, you mentioned the poll, 60 percent of the American people are right. Of course, this makes him look weak. That's why they did it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they did it again during the time that our our secretary of state was supposed to be in in China. Uh, It was their design and intention to make him look weak. And he unfortunately played into their hands. Once again, we could have destroyed this balloon. We could have destroyed it when it could have been destroyed safely uh, out over uh, of the water, for example, obviously versus over our own land. And, uh, but they chose not to do that. The president never intended to make this public. They would have continued with the secretary's visit. Uh, and it was only because our own press reports made the American people aware. And then there was such an uproar that they finally admitted what they already knew. And then they finally admitted, well, yeah, we probably shouldn't send the secretary to China right now. But were it not for people observing the balloon, they wouldn't have ever told us about any of this. So to your point about what they can do, well, for heaven's sake, when you're talking in the State of the Union, for example, maybe mention China rather than just a few sentences. Maybe mention the stress that we have in China. They're wolf warriors, for example. You know, the fact they've been stealing our intellectual property for years. The fact that they're very provocative against Taiwan and are threatening Taiwan. The fact that they have two million uh, Chinese Uyghurs in essentially concentration camps and slave labor. Why not talk about those things? If you don't want to appear weak, then be willing to confront some of our concerns with China. But I rarely hear the president mention that. And again, over the State of the Union, he, he missed an opportunity when it was on so many people's minds because of this balloon incident that happened just the week before. Yeah, such an important message. I see a lot of the heads in America nodding at what you just said, Congressman. Yeah, a lot of people feel exactly the way you do. We have that right. Um, I want to ask one last thing about the Pentagon, because the Pentagon said, listen, we didn't detect these the first time. Uh, they're saying it's not an intelligence failure, but it seems like NORAD and, and others may have been uh, a little laissez-faire about a Chinese balloon and maybe earlier Chinese balloons. What's your assessment of the Pentagon's performance? Well, I mean, it clearly wasn't up, up to the expectation, and they've admitted that. Uh, there's a little bit of an intelligence gap there. There's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, one of them is these balloons themselves are not, they don't reflect radar. They're actually fairly difficult to detect. The only thing you, you can detect on, on your radar or other systems is the, is the cargo that it's carrying. It's not the balloon. So uh, there's a, a bit of an explanation, but the bigger explanation is we just weren't prepared for it. This was something that we hadn't seen before. Both of those two things have to be corrected, and I think they will be. And and once again, if you if you allow me to repeat myself, with the as well as a clearly stated policy, we won't allow this to happen again. We're not going to allow you to come and have this kind of type of surveillance activity over our nation without it being challenged. Yeah. 
Congressman, I want to shift gears. I mean, it's kind of having to do with China, because when you consider the implications of social media apps like TikTok, obviously there is the surveillance aspect that is dangerous. But there's another aspect that you have highlighted in a bill, the the emotional distress and torment and possible, you know, future emotional issues and mental issues that result from children very, very young, under the age of 16, having exposure to social media, being subject to content that is not appropriate, but even even at best being subjected to, you know, comparison and bullying and things like that. Talk to us about this bill that you've introduced that, by the way, I think is is extremely important and it's about time. Oh, my gosh. If you are a parent, you are you need to be broken hearted and scared to death of the future of your children. So I don't want to go through a lot of statistics. I know that's not particularly interesting, but let me say just a few The average 13-year-old in the United States spends nine hours a day on social media. The average eight-year-old spends 5.5 hours a day on social media. And so we've got a generation that has never been more depressed, more anxious, and more suicidal. I mean, the statistics on that are just as frightening. Nearly 40% of our young people aged 14 to 24 have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety, And uh, in the high 20s, nearly a third of them have contemplated suicide and discussed how they would commit suicide with a friend. And you can draw the correlation between social media engagement. Uh, And nearly, uh, the lines are are nearly identical. I mean, it started in 2012 when Facebook bought Instagram and they started marketing to 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 year old girls. And then they started marketing to the same age group of young boys. And again, if your young person is on social media for nine hours a day, it's just such an emotionally destructive environment for them. And we protect kids from driving. We don't allow them to drive when they're 13. We don't allow them to buy alcohol. We don't allow them to buy cigarettes. We should protect them from this social media experience that's so destructive to their overall emotional health and and just frankly, their happiness in in day-to-day living. Absolutely. Those are some some devastating statistics, and we've got to educate the country. I don't think a lot of Americans know what you just said. That's powerful. We've got a minute left, sir. I just want to ask you about this TikTok as a a follow-up on that. There seems to be bipartisan growing consensus that TikTok needs to get cut out of this country. Uh, Where are Democrats? Do you think a bipartisan act could occur this year on that front? Yeah, I, I really do think there's growing energy and growing consensus on this. And, you know, the previous president wanted to do this, and he was kind of derided for that. And, uh, and the fact is that he was right. But now it's not President Trump proposing it. Now it's some Democrats proposing mm-hmm. it. I mean, uh, there's just been an awareness now that TikTok is – China spent billions of dollars developing TikTok to be two things. One of emotional heroin for our young people. And the second thing is to be the greatest surveillance tool that's probably ever been deployed anywhere in the world. And uh, and we should protect Americans from that. You can do that through education, but we also should be willing to take another stand, and that is China. We're just not going to simply allow you to survey uh, every American citizen, and we're going to make it impossible for you to do that. And I, again, I think there's bipartisan agreement now that we should take that step. All right, folks, we're going to give you a lot more House intelligence this time from Congressman Austin Scott, another member of the House Intelligence Committee, right after this message. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. 
That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One of the most respected members of Congress. He joins us from Georgia, Congressman Austin Scott. Congressman, I want to ask a little bit. Today's been a pretty extraordinary day. Biden was going to put a happy spin on his policies and his uh, alleged successes, but his administration seemed to step on the message all day. Your thoughts? Oh, I, I think you summed it up pretty good. You know, I mean, he, uh, you know, his, his border policy, I mean, there have been somewhere around 5 million people that have come into this country illegally since he's been the president of the United States. Uh, to put that in perspective, a congressional district is about 800,000 people, you know, so if you, if you run those numbers, you know, that's, um, that's several congressional districts that, that he has allowed to come into the country illegally. And if you turn around and you look at what some of the metropolitan areas are, are talking about doing, which is allowing people uh, who are not U.S. citizens to vote, we're going to counteract that with regard to Washington, D.C., uh, I think, this week. Uh, but but literally the way some of these laws are being drafted, you are going to let the representatives of the Chinese government uh, vote. Uh, and look what China did to us just this past week, uh, which was no surprise to those of us on the Armed Services Committee. But he's going to talk a lot about, um, you know, inflation. I'm sure he'll challenge Republicans on uh, us trying to get reasonable spending reductions on the on the national debt. And, and John and Amanda, again, you know, the two pieces of legislation that he passed uh, without a single Republican vote, without a single Republican vote, uh, what he calls the American Rescue Plan and the Inflation Reduction Act, those two pieces of legislation spent $3 trillion, $3 trillion. That's 10%, right at 10% of the national debt. And had they not spent that $3 trillion, you would not need a debt limit increase. And again, they spend that money without a single Republican vote on those two pieces of legislation. So he's going to talk about a lot of things. He's going to talk about bipartisanship. I'll tell you, I'm in my... Uh, 13th year as a member of Congress. I met Joe Biden at a White House Christmas party under the Obama-Biden administration many years ago, have never had a policy discussion with him as most Republicans in the House have. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's what Joe says versus what Joe does. And, you know, it shouldn't surprise us when he ran as the moderate in the, in the campaign for president in the Democratic primary. And then if you look how he governs, he's extremely 
far to the left, even of uh, President Obama. Yeah, yeah it, it's incredible to see. And, you know, not only these issues that you brought up today as counter-programming for his State of the Union speech, but as you cited, Congressman, this past week, uh, there are lots of jokes to be made about hot air that's going to be present in that chamber tonight, but the hot air that was inside of that balloon from China. And it's unfortunate timing for President Biden because it brings back to the forefront of the conversation the issues that we have as far as intelligence with China, but also his his relationship and past business dealings allegedly with members of the CCP and not just him, his family, his brother, uh, his son, of course. What do you expect to hear him say? Do you think he'll address China at all? Well, I I think he's going to talk about how aggressive he was in in taking down the balloon. Uh, You know, but Amanda, let's be clear about this. Had it not been for citizens of the United States spotting that balloon, uh, it would not have been reported in the press. And had it not been reported in the press, I do not think the president would have taken action uh, in, in taking the balloon down. I think he would have just let it fly over and pretend that it never happened. Uh, the good thing about uh, Americans seeing this is is now it's, it's, it's in front of us. You know, it, it's not just something other people are talking about that the Chinese are spying on us. And so they've moved from being uh, over 20 years ago, you know, what I would consider an aggressive um, industrial competitor to, to an adversary. The, the thing that we've got to have now, John and Amanda, is, is corporate America step up and recognize that by continuing to manufacture in China, uh, moving jobs out of America into that country, they are actually doing a lot of damage uh, to our future as a, as a country and to our citizens. And so uh, those countries that are bringing so much in from China, we need them to be uh, you know, either multi-sourcing or dual sourcing, hopefully bringing as, as much of that workforce as they can back to the United States. But if they can't bring it back to the United States, move it to Vietnam, move it to Malaysia, at least move it to somebody that's not our enemy. Yeah, so true. Uh, China proofing the economy. Seems like Democrats are warming up and joining Republicans, kind of ignoring the president, joining in on that. I want to ask a little bit, you're on the House Intelligence Committee. Do you have any inkling yet how long these Chinese balloons might have been floating through our space? Uh, uh, the UNORAD commander said several of them over several years, and he his own team failed to detect them. That's what he announced at the Pentagon yesterday. Any sense of how long this was going on and how big an intelligence security failure may have been at work here. Yeah, I won't speak to the issue of the balloons uh, as a whole. What I will tell you is that for years, China, the Communist Chinese Party, has been stealing the intellectual property of the United States of America. They Sometimes it's our property, sometimes it is uh, corporate America's property, but they have been stealing uh, our intellectual property. They then take that and they use it to compete with us, sometimes in a a national security area and other times in an economic area. And so when you look at what's happening in this country with corporate America uh, importing so much from China, uh, they're actually doing a tremendous disservice to the United States. I mean, we're literally giving our adversaries the the dollars that they need uh, to carry out actions against us as the citizens of the United States. And so, so the thing that I think is real good about this past week, number one, it was an American citizen that saw the balloon. 
they reported it, and once the press started reporting it, uh, the president then took action. Had had we not had a U.S. citizen report it, I do not think the president would have taken action against that balloon. Uh, but everybody in this country, everybody sitting on a corporate board has got to acknowledge that China is spying on the United States of America, its citizens, and is an adversary of, of our country and our people. And so stop doing business with China. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems message. so rudimentary, uh, but for some reason we've gotten ourselves into this mess. And that mess, unfortunately, contributes to so many other issues. And whenever we have you on, we always try to talk to you about supply chain crisis, um, mm. the, the issue with food. And... Um, I think it was World Food Program last year said close to 50 million people yeah. were, were on the brink of famine. Um, I, I know there's not a quick fix, but but regarding how it affects us in particular, not necessarily globally, but the U.S., what are some of those fixes we can employ to try to alleviate the issue? Yes, yeah, so, so the Ukraine uh, exported 50 million metric tons of corn and wheat uh, on an annual basis. Uh, the vast majority of that went through the Black Sea. Uh, the issue that, that has got to happen inside the United States of America, number one, we've got to have support for production agriculture. If you look at the systems that are set up and in place um, to, help, to help protect our producers in the, in the event of an economic collapse of commodity prices, they, they were set when fertilizer costs a third of what it does, when fuel costs a third of what it does. And so the cost that a farmer has in the actual production of corn and peanuts and wheat and the other things that we take for granted are going to be on the grocery store shelf when we walk in there, the actual production cost of those are significantly higher than any of our uh, support prices are, are set at. And so as we write the farm bill, we're going to have to make sure that the, that the, that the support prices in the event of a, of a collapse of a commodity price are pushed to reflect um, closer to the, the actual input cost today versus what they would have been just, just a few years ago. Uh, that's, that's something that we've got to make sure we do because if you're not farming today, you're not going to be farming three, five, ten years from now. And, and one of the great challenges we're going to have with the food supply in this country is who's going to actually grow it. I mean, we, we need, we need the family owned farms in this in this country to be the ones that are taking care of us as the citizens and, and, and growing our food supply. We don't need corporate run uh, farms in this country. So that's one of the things we'll be dealing with when we write the farm bill. Now, what we're, what we're worried about short term is where do we get the inputs from? Folks, don't go anywhere. The former Pentagon chief, the secretary of defense, Chris Miller, going to be here in a few seconds. He's got a lot to say about China, Russia, Ukraine and the state of our military, and accountability in the Pentagon, including for NORAD, which didn't detect some of those balloons that China was spying on our country with. We'll have that right after this message. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Secretary Chris Miller, it's an honor to have you on with us. Welcome back, sir. You guys, thanks for having me. Hi, John. Hi, Amanda. I am literally the cliche guy that I make fun of when I watch these. Uh, <laughs> when I watch the news, I'm in the hotel. Check it out, the artwork. So uh, I apologize, John. Love it. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. And I'm up in New York City. Shameless plug. Uh, there's a group I'm doing some fundraising for that's trying to get American citizens out of that are that's that are behind enemy lines in Ukraine that are being behind Russian lines. Project Dynamo. So I'm up here for that. But thanks for having me on. And so let me get this straight. So if you studied Latin and you're a Catholic or is it just if you go to a Catholic mass in Latin, you're a you're a domestic terrorist. I missed that a little bit. Yeah, you got it about right, sir. That's what the FBI said, that the the people who practice the pre-Vatican II Latin rites mass pose an extremist threat. And of course, they got the information from the Southern Poverty Law Center, which well has a certain political uh, perspective, I think. But uh, that is true what happened today. John, you're kind of triggering me. You know, I ran the National <laughs> Counterterrorism Center and exactly. I was uh, President Trump's uh, ter- counterterrorism advisor at the White House for, oh, two years. And we dealt with domestic terrorism quite a bit. And there it looks like you're running, running a piece of it there. And, you know, that is such a tough issue. And what we kind of came down to was... You know, you have to be really, really careful when you start doing these domestic terrorism designations because, hey, you know, it starts with let's condemn the right. And guess what happens in another five or six years? It's the left getting condemned for the same sorts of behavior. So we came down with let's just use law enforcement. Let's not get into these designations and let's not nuance and parse these words because uh, what goes around comes around. And that's really troubling to hear that. I love me. The FBI, you know, the agents in the field are great. Got some issues with their leadership at times. Maybe that's what's going on here. But thankfully, they retracted it. Right. Yeah, they did the right thing here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what's terrifying for American citizens to see, and this was something we discussed two or three weeks ago, intelligence techniques that were initially intended for time during the Arab Spring, right, turned back on the American people. And we see this happening throughout social media. But I I want to expand the conversation because obviously in the last week or so, we've been discussing this uh, Chinese balloon in our airspace. And last week I had a guest on the show, we were discussing that, uh, I think it was Air Force General Mike Minahan talking about the prospect of war with China that it, according to him, would is basically inevitable in the next two years. And then you see this balloon situation and polls about you know the weakness of America on the world stage as a result of that. And I just want to get your take on on the situation with China. Did this seem like a test to you, or did it seem like mocking? Give us your take. Well, you know, I can't help but uh, the the poor general. I bet you got to talking to because uh, he's speaking truth, and a lot of times uh, that's not accepted. And you know, that's kind of one of the themes of my book, right? Yeah, it's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not not to shamelessly pitch my book, but that's you know really one of the themes that I learned, or that's one of the things I learned. 
I, you know, I've got a, I got a line which I th- think is kind of funny, but it's really not funny. Like, holy cow, the Chinese! Thank goodness every writer for Saturday Night Live and late night talk show hosts <laughs> is loving the Chinese Communist Party right now because holy cow, they've got a lot of material, right? Yeah. Sure. But as an American citizen and as a former national security you know, professional. It's a, a it's an abomination. It's really tragic. Uh, you know, it's kind of the word we should use either that thing. We didn't spot it, which is a real problem, or we did spot it and we allowed it to penetrate our sovereign airspace and didn't do anything about it until it was off the, the far coast. There's no good end to this. Uh, well, actually there could be a good end. There could be a good end. If we actually look into this and we find out what's going on, because it's Orwellian, guys, I can't figure out what's going on. The story changes every... They're, they're waiting. I, I love me some LeBron James, and I think that's going to be the story of the week, probably the story of the year. But, but this thing, we need to really... And I think they're relying on the American public to kind of forget about this. We got to dig into this and find out what happened, because it's really... It, it's very provocative and troubling. It is. I want to ask you, you ran the Pentagon. If a general like the NORAD general on Tuesday came out and said, we missed the first four balloons, we have a gap in our uh, uh, our surveillance system, uh, how much longer would that NORAD general be in charge? Hey, you gave me a setup. I know you didn't do it on purpose, John, because we don't <laughs> rehearse these things. You're just so good. And you say, hey, Chris, come on, want to chat with you. Uh, so this isn't a setup. Uh, right. But that's exactly the point of my book is these generals, if, if a young soldier or a young enlisted person or a young leader fails to show up for work on time, we generally discipline them. We might even kick them out of the service and our sovereign territory is invaded and a four star general says, uh, you know, he's responsible, but then doesn't take the next step, which, you know, typically for me is he should probably offer his resignation. Maybe he did that. I don't know. I'm not privy to those discussions, but that's exactly the point. We've lost every war since World War Two. I think actually Korea is going to go in the win column. Uh, eventually. So let's not say that that was a loss, but everything else, we certainly lost this last war in Iraq. We won against terrorism. I'll give you that. But this is the point is where's the accountability? We need to demand accountability. If you mess up on the job, you get fired. You mess up as a senior military official, you fail upwards and they promote you or you get out and you get a good job uh, working in the defense industry. And that's what that's really what bothers me right now. Mm Right. Mr. Secretary, I want to stay over in, in that region of the world and ask you about these recent comments by the South Korean president regarding uh, President Biden and wanting to build on what President Trump with, did with relation to North Korea. You've got Kim Jong-un declaring uh, North Korea a nuclear weapons state. How volatile is that going to be for us? Well, great question, Amanda. And, you know, I'm out of the business now, but here's here's the thing. Uh, gosh darn, that. I think they saw what happened when we withdrew the debacle coming out of Afghanistan and they said we're weak and we're feckless and they're challenging us right now. And I think that that's exactly what we're seeing. It's hugely troubling that they're going to take the next step. I don't think they uh, they have respect. And frankly, you know, I'm all about diplomacy, but, you know, diplomacy needs to have a big stick. You know, I stole that from Theodore Roosevelt, old guy. <laughs> Nobody knows about him anymore. <laughs> kind of important guy. He should indeed better in charge than the guy we have right now. Let me ask you this real quickly. Um, the president let four days go by, watched Americans watch this balloon float through our sovereign territory. 
a week later, he still hasn't told China, if you do this again, there's going to be consequences. We've got about 45 seconds. What does the president need to do to send a message to China right now? You, you just, there have to be red lines. Uh, right now, it's so confusing what's going on. I can't tell what our policy is. The president says one thing. The sex state says another. The secretary of defense says another thing. Uh, the, the Chinese are confused. We need to be very clear with them what our red lines are and uh, what they can and can't do. And it's not happening right now. With my, Can I get my final 10 seconds in, John? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being a great, great interlocutor and for, you know, just telling it like it is. And you've been a great colleague and you're the first person that gave a shout out to my book about six months ago before it even came out. And I really appreciate it. I love you, man. All right, folks, we're going to give you some wholesome Midwest for a second. The former U.S. attorney in Iowa, who later became the former U.S. attorney general. Matt Whitaker is going to join us. we got a lot to talk about. The state of the FBI, state of censorship, state of those special counsel investigations. He'll be here right after the commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Former acting U.S. Attorney General Matt Whitaker joins us now. General, I wanted to ask you, I don't know how many people know specifically about the facts of of this clemency case that, that this DOJ wants to overturn, but... When you read the story, and especially your op-ed, one of the things you highlighted is that um, it smells a little like revenge, and I thought that the DOJ was supposed to be above that. Yeah, you know when the president grants clemency and the prosecutor says it feels like a kick in the teeth, I think that is not a good foot. You know, you're supposed to do justice. This isn't personal, and I never, when I was U.S. attorney or prosecuting folks, never took cases personally. And and so, uh, you know, this case, just the, the basic facts um, are outrageous. You know, first of all, uh, 70 boxes of attorney-client privilege documents were seized by the federal government and used uh, against him um, to convict him. Ultimately, he was not convicted of the under the main charge, which was the health care fraud. Uh, but he was sentenced for it uh, and, and, you know, sentenced uh, for to 20 years. President Trump uh, is manifest uh, its constitutional authority to grant pardons and clemencies. Heard the facts of this case, saw that it was outrageous and, and granted uh, clemency. Um, and, you know, it's just I, I, I join, uh, you know, one of my favorite attorney generals uh, of all time, and that is John Ashcroft, who says he's never seen a case uh, this abusive uh, by the Federal Department of Justice. And so, you know, we're trying to raise awareness uh, that op-ed, you know, I've, I've actually written two. One was in the Miami Herald, uh, and then this one was on Fox News 
Um, but you know, this case just has struck a chord with me because, uh, ultimately, uh, you're supposed to wear the white hat and you're supposed to do justice. And this case just screams, uh, fundamental unfairness and, you know, it needs to be, uh, addressed. And the Department of Justice should not retry this person, uh, for the, the, uh, conduct that was not convicted at the first trial. Yeah, it's almost mind-boggling. This never happened in, in prior administrations. Pardons were considered to be absolute, but Joe Biden seems to be rewriting the executive power script everywhere we go. I want to talk about another issue because I know you had some very personal interactions in the last 24 days. Today, the two border chiefs that report to President Biden both undercut his claims about fentanyl. They said, of course, the Biden border policies have emboldened the cartels, led to the fentanyl poisoning. They challenged a lot of the spin of the White House. I know you had a chance to meet with some of the top narcotics officers, law enforcement officers in the country last 24 hours. Tell us their sentiments. What are they, what do they want the American yeah. people to know about this president? Yeah, well, they're frustrated that, you know, they, they don't feel as if, uh, you know, I mean, they're, you know, they're in central Illinois, they're in Des Moines, Iowa, they're in Omaha, Nebraska. They're all over this country um, addressing the border crisis because as these cartels are throwing bodies at the border, uh, in between and at checkpoints, wherever they happen to come in, uh, by the millions we know, they're then distracting the border patrol agents that have to deal with all these people. And then they're sneaking all these lethal drugs, whether it's fentanyl, which is, you know, killing uh, tens of thousands of our fellow citizens, whether it's cocaine from Colombia, whether it's methamphetamine from the same labs that are making fentanyl. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's outrageous. And, you know, this border, uh, crisis, and it's, it's more than a crisis. It's a fiasco at this point in time, um, is dramatically impacting, uh, you know, heartland of America, you know, East Coast all the way to the West Coast. And, uh, it's unabating. You know, I talked to, uh, state attorneys general, just talked to the attorney general today from South Dakota, who's a good friend of mine. And, you know, he's feeling, uh, the drug addiction and overdose and fentanyl crisis, uh, that far north. And so it's, it's unabated, but it's completely the responsibility of this administration. And Joe Biden can't uh, try to give it away to somebody else's. Yeah. I mean, and there are so many issues swirling in this country, one that I think has been percolating for a while, but um, I know that you are an Iowa Hawkeye. So uh, the, the purchasing, of, I think we're up yeah, <laughs> over, what, 338,000 acres of farmland in America owned by China, Iowa. You guys have had issues with China in the past. I, what was that, 2016, when some Chinese nationals were arrested for trying to obtain trade secrets with regards to uh, the production of corn. I wanted to get your thoughts on these numbers, uh, 338,000 acres, what we can do uh, on the justice side to stop it. Yeah, this, I think this is a, such an important issue that's just not getting enough um, attention. And, and, you know, in Iowa, we, you know, my former U.S. Attorney's Office did that seed corn genetics case against some Chinese nationals who tried to steal that technology and purloin it back to China. You know, we've seen the Chinese get land close to our missile silos, uh, out west. And in, you know, in Iowa, while we, you know, we, we prevent corporate ownership, uh, and actually foreign national ownership of ag land, a lot of states don't. And I think this is a very, you know, if, if we're going to allow uh, China, China to, you know, essentially take our money that we give them about $325 billion in a, in, in a trade sur you know, surplus to them, uh, to their benefit, and then pour that in and, and essentially buy our country 
out from under us. I think that's bad policy. Uh, I think you would, Amanda and John, I think you would both agree that this needs to change. I know some states, uh, especially in the Farm Belt, are addressing this uh, right now in their current sessions to make sure that they have laws similar to Iowa where foreign nationals uh, and foreign-owned corporations um, can't buy ag land, which is really the land that's used to not only feed us and our families, but also to feed the world. And maybe it's time for a buyback program. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could happen. Uh, uh, Matt, there seems to be a lot of bipartisanship starting to evolve around the issue of China. Uh, Democrats have crossed over on a couple of big votes with Republicans in the House, sending a message, I think, to Joe Biden that they they see the threat that he often tries to sweep under the rug. But there's something that the president did a year ago that I don't think a lot of Americans understand. The China Initiative, something that you worked on in the Justice Department that the FBI Director Chris Ray said is so essential to stopping the theft of American corporate and government secrets through academia. And this president shut it down just a couple of weeks after his old um, uh, the, uh, his old employer, University of Pennsylvania, advocated for it to be shut down. How big a loss to counter espionage efforts was that program? Yeah, a, a lot. And, you know, we were very productive in that initiative. You know, this is something, John, you know, um, you know, I've been to China. I've yeah. negotiated with the Communist Party leaders, especially on the issue of fentanyl uh, and the stealing of trade secrets, and quite frankly, trying to remit uh, their foreign nationals that we're trying to kick out of the country, they won't take them back. <laughs> and it's, I mean, they, they are not, they don't act like a first world uh, power, so we shouldn't treat them like a first world power. But the dismantling of the China initiative, which uh, had a lot of facets, but really, ultimately, as you know, John, there's limited resources in federal law enforcement and intelligence, and where you focus those resources should be to your greatest threats. And I can't think of a single threat greater than uh, China, Communist uh, Party, and what they're trying to do, the United States of America. I uh, was very proud of that China initiative. We worked very hard, uh, FBI. And, you know, it also, it was a collaboration. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it, it's so important in law enforcement to work not only with other federal agencies uh, within the federal government, but also this, our state partners. And I think we really had a good thing going. And it just, it's always interesting to me, all the decisions that Joe Biden is making that are pro-China and anti-United States. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up the show with an extraordinary conversation with Scotty Moore, Republican candidate for Florida. He lost in November. He was deprived of the right to attend in person his debate because of his vaccine status. Well, he got the last off. He may have lost the election, but the state of Florida just fined that television station for not allowing him to attend his campaign debate with his Democratic opponent. We're going to have that story right after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app 
or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Former congressional nominee, Scotty Moore. I've had him on many times before. Scotty, welcome back. Love being back on. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. And really look forward to sharing about how we were wronged, but how just like you guys, we're continuing in the fight for the American people and we are going to win. It's an amazing story. I mean, it comes a little late, right? It would have been nice if this could have been done before the election. But Florida regulators determined that the the TV stations um, uh, refused to allow you to enter the uh, facility to do the debate, actually violated the current state laws, $10,000 fine. Tell us what that feels like to you. Well, I tell you what, like you said, a little bit too late. We were actually reminding them that this is a Florida state law. But you know what? This is similar to what others have been doing when you have an administrative state that's out of control. They do what they want and they don't have to pay the consequences. And when they do, $10,000 for this company is very small when that's it right. costs me a strong opportunity to be able to get in front of the American people, my future constituents, I believe. And we run a strong, we ran a strong campaign. We only lost by 6%. And the question is, is what could that have debate uh, changed the thoughts and minds of people? We'll never know. And they stole that from me and they are getting they are holding it, being held accountable. But still, nevertheless, uh, this is something they knew and, and they should never have allowed it to happen in the first place. Yeah. yeah and Scotty, you highlighted something that's really important. I mean, $10,000 would crush just, a, you know, a regular everyday American. But for an organization like WESH, it's it, it, it's probably a drop in the bucket. But I think that what's most important here is uh, the message that it sends. Do you think that it sent a strong message across uh, media in Orlando, but across Florida and our country? Well, I hope it does. I mean, what this what this letter from the Department of Health, Florida's Department of Health says is that you cannot do it. You validated my rights as a Florida a resident right here. We have a law on the book signed by Governor DeSantis in the legislature that was put in there. So it should have never happened. And so they're on notice that they can't allow it to happen. However, they knew that already. What they were trying to do is hide behind the fact that they say, hey, we're a New York corporation. So therefore, we can't do that. That's wrong. They were trying to play politics. They got caught. But still, look at what it's doing. It catches all of us. What about the people who were forced to get fired and leave their jobs? Uh, maybe they'll get restitution. But what about the failed marriages? the financial crush that it is for people. This is happening all across the United States of America. We need freedom back. We need to restore the people's voice. This is our country. And I got to tell you, these woke corporations are trying to destroy it. And we have got to fight back. Yeah. And it's the, it's the synergy between the woke corporations, federal bureaucrats and state bureaucrats uh, and the Democrats that have created this unbelievable, unbelievable wave of, of cancellation. I wanted to think about this. A candidate was denied the chance to debate because of his vaccination status. Uh, uh, Catholics who prefer the Latin mass or uh, parents who went to school board meetings are now deemed to be domestic terrorism threats by the FBI. Uh, news media that had a legitimate story couldn't get it out before the election because the FBI and social media conspired together. There is this massive machinery that's been assembled together. Our, our guest was before this talked about it. Scotty, you were going to, you were trying to get into the halls of Congress. What do Republicans and common sense Democrats need to do to start to disassemble this massive cancel culture machine? It is massive in scope now. Nothing is yeah. off limits. Faith, yeah. health, uh, truth, speech, all under assault at one time. Absolutely. And, and we have a Republican held 
House of Representatives. We're already seeing some steps taken. You saw Rep. Uh, Ana Paulina Luna fire back and hold uh, Twitter and the Twitter executives and what's happening. Truth is starting to come out, and we have still a long ways to go. We're going to talk about and investigate Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening all with all with COVID, uh, what happened. And so that is what I, w- I was hoping to be a part of it. I still look to uh, potentially in the future doing something. We're exploring all options. But the bottom line is, is that this is our country and we have to fight for our freedoms. This is something that from the beginning, the start of our country, we fought for our freedoms and it must continue on. We will not allow a rogue out of administrative state, out of control government, uh, take over our rights. The Constitution is the framework. We are going to hold true to it. We have freedom of religion, speech, uh, petition, assemble. We are going to fight back and we must fight back or we risk losing our country. It's everything is on the line. Absolutely. Okay, Scotty. So you teased it. You said that there might be uh, a, another run for you in the future. And I know that for our audience, having followed your campaign, they would love to know if you're going to have another go at it. Well, I tell you what, we're exploring all opportunities, and I sure would love for you all to check out Scotty Moore for Congress, Scotty with a Y, and stay tuned. We're, we're looking at uh, the whole field. I will tell you this, that I believe strongly in fighting for the American public, for godly principles, for what is right, and we need people, more people, not less, doing that. And so we're, we're going to stay tuned, and, and we'll look and see what's available, and we'll respond and, and stay in step with the, the Lord here. Uh, real quickly, I want to turn to an, an international issue because it affects everyone. Right now. We're all talking about the China balloon situation. Yeah. Joe Biden lets it go on for a month, week, I'm sorry, week, doesn't shoot it down until the very end under public pressure. we got about a minute left. Uh, what do real everyday people in Florida think about what happened this last week? Well, uh, my question is, is I thought someone in the American public would have shot it down. Maybe we couldn't have reached it. But uh, with, all the Florida, <laughs> with all the firepower we have here, if it were over Florida, we would have taken care of it. Uh, you know, I really support uh, Representative Corey Mills, who's just yeah. to the north of me. He's on the Armed Services Committee. He's talking a lot about this. He is. Uh, we need strong leadership. We need to we, we cannot allow China and other nations to do this. This is our sovereign territory. We must protect it. And by the way, it says a lot about Joe Biden and him not protecting our country and the American people. Uh, you makes you wonder what kind of foreign interest that he's connected in with. Obviously, we know about that. Perhaps we'll do some investigations in that. But the bottom line is, is China has been coming for us. Uh, they are a clear and present threat to our nation. We must respond and be strong. I'm not saying we're talking war, but I'm saying we must not allow this to continue to happen. We must be strong. I guarantee you, if President Trump were in office, this would not have allowed. And people talk about, oh, well, it happened. Well, guess what? Even the military didn't even know, which is a problem. All right, folks, that wraps up the Sunday brunch edition. A big thank you to Congressman Chris Stewart and Austin Scott, former Defense Secretary Chris Miller, former Attorney General Matt Whitaker, and Scotty Moore for giving us a lot of food for thought. A lot of big thoughts, a lot of big ideas, and a pretty interesting story, particularly the Florida one. What an interesting turn of events weeks after, months after the uh, November election. Uh, Politics has a way of having some final revenge, and that is one of those great examples of it with Scotty Moore. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with a new edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to this great podcast from justthenews.com. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.